DBM delivers experiences that go beyond the ordinary and suspend reality. From powerful loudspeakers to state-of-the-art projection systems, and from high-quality processors to exceptional acoustic treatment solutions and screens, DBM partners with pioneering brands, including Barco Residential, Complete Acoustic Treatment Systems, Display Technologies, Trinov, Waterfall Audio and Meridian Audio. We give you the very best high-performance products for your home cinema projects. Like you, we're committed to achieving excellence. Visit distributedbym.com to find out more. Hello everybody and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the Home Integration Community for the Home Integration Community. My name is Jeff Hayward and today we'll be doing a round of Crazy Golf, that's the name of the project, in the company of Surrey-based integrator Homeplay. We'll find out what it takes to win the Best Media Room category in the Cedia EMEA Awards as well as the prestigious Best Media Room Global title. Welcome to The Integrated Home. AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. So, I'm joined by James Ratcliffe, MD of Homeplay, to find out more about this fantastic project. Welcome to the show, James. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Very good, very good, and very much looking forward to hearing all about Crazy Golf. So um, before we get stuck into that, describe who you are and give us some background on home play. I've been working in home tech since I was 14 years old. I worked out the other day that I've been selling speakers for 28 years, which made me feel super old because I'm only 42. But when you start at 14, I guess that's what happens. Does that math even add up? Did I, did I get that right? You did get that right. Well done. Yes, good, because I'm terrible at math. But um, so, yeah, I've been doing it for a long, long time. And, and I was just lucky to find my passion early on in life. Um, I just I just love working in an iFi shop and advising people on on sound and speakers. I've always loved music. That's why I got a job there in the first place, because I wanted to buy a better hi-fi and earn some money to buy the hi-fi and, and buy it at trade price. Um, so it was like a, an, an awesome job for me to have as a 14-year-old. And I stayed there um, for 10 years until I was 24, and then had a, a brief stint with, a, with another couple of companies, but ended up starting home play when I was 26. And um we've been going for 15 16 years now nearly and um it's been great wow and you're based in sunbury so that's uh an exclusive part of uh surrey i believe well we're, we're on the slightly less exclusive industrial estate in sunbury so i, I wouldn't really say sunbury is particularly exclusive but we are surrounded by lots and lots of wealthy areas so in pretty much every direction you go in there's money so it's a good spot and it's quite easy to get in and out of london and access to the m25 and stuff so it's worked well for us it was a complete accident us ending up here actually but it's 10 minutes from where i live in weybridge which is great so i've got a short commute to work and um yeah everything is is great and this is where our experience center is that we built in uh, 2018 
and that's um that's been great for us it allows us to bring clients here and show them what we can do and um and uh and we are very quickly outgrowing this place actually we're um it's absolute chaos next door to me right now uh it's just full of people and boxes and we're trying to find a bigger place um so that we can just turn our office here into just a design studio so we just got designers and, and you know cad engineers in there and keep the the boxes and the and the installers um in in another building is the plan well nice to have growing pains like that i'd say crazy golf amazing project winner of two cd awards um tell us how how the project first came to came to home play how did you first hear about it and get involved so um what well, the, the name crazy golf i wish i'd have thought about that longer um but uh, but anyway I, i'm not not loving that name i came up for it I, it was literally i was filling in the award form and thought oh christ what we're going to call it and that popped into my head and i thought oh that will do i've only got 10 minutes to get the award entry in so <laughs> <laughs> but um but it, it came about through a referral from one of my best mates actually so um a slightly sort of convoluted relationship where the client knew my best mate that he's a he's a, a super lovely guy uh lovely couple actually very cool very fun very kind they've, uh, they've got everything going for them and they're so nice they're one of the, the, the nicest best clients i've ever worked for actually we just sort of hit it off and just really got on and i think it was clear to him that we understood what he was trying to achieve and they were prepared to take on all the advice that we were offering not all of it um as i say they there were a few ideas we'll talk about that in a bit i guess that that they didn't take from me and it, and it ended up making the, the, the project better for it because their ideas were better than mine in in some of these regards um but we just worked really well together um and and continue to do so what about the brief it's an unusual sports bar type media room this isn't it so talk to us about it so this this house the the, the room forms part of has been in the works for at this point about six years it's been a very long build process um it's just a large classic sort of cotswolds country farmhouse and uh one of the barns was redeveloped into this uh, games room that they built and and it's a, a large sort of dog leg barn shaped building with a with a pitched ceiling um and they wanted to have within that a, a, a lot of stuff. Uh, they wanted a golf simulator and a cinema. And those two things, people often come to us saying they want to have a golf simulator that also doubles up as a cinema, but they're not really, there's lots of things that make them not work well as, you know, they can, you can, if you, you can kind of, you're in danger of the, of the room falling between two stools, you know, you end up with a not a very good golf simulator and not a very good cinema. But um, so we had to kind of steer them around around that and, and and help them navigate how to do that right. And then within there, they also wanted amazing sound. That was one of his main drivers. He's really into music, um, plays the guitar, he's got stacks of guitars and musical instruments and stuff. And he's he's um, he, he just loves his sound and his music. He's, he's owned all kinds of high-end hi-fi over the years. But the thing that he was aware of is that most ordinary high-end hi-fi isn't capable of filling a big room and this is a really big room um just not capable of playing a, a high volume in a big space and 
all of the stuff that he'd looked at over the years sounded great when you were sat immediately in front of it in the sort of golden hi-fi triangle. But then to 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 put a pair of speakers like that in a very large room and they just and you and you know turn them up loud with a room full of people all, all talking and shouting, and it just doesn't cut the mustard. Um so when he was describing the the challenges he was having, I immediately knew the right answer for him, having um, having not long before that been for a demo um, uh, at the El Acoustic Showroom in, in London. Um, and prior to that demo, I'd never actually heard of El Acoustics, as I suspect many people in our world haven't. Um, having, I mean, I've been selling speakers my entire life, but I'd never, I'd never come across them. But Nick Fischer, who I've known for years and years and years, um, it just kept banging on at me saying, I'm working for this speaker company, come and listen to these speakers. And I said, yeah, whatever, Nick, right? <laughs> every man, every man, his dog's got a speaker they want to sell me. Like, uh, just, it, it, I, I'm really not that interested. I'm quite happy with what we do. Um, and, he, and he just kept going on saying, no, 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 really, this is quite different. You really should come and check it out. And, uh, and in the end, I was nearby and I said to him, all right, well, I'm nearby that day. I'll stop in and, and have a quick listen. And immediately, he, yeah, he was right. It was unlike anything I'd ever heard before. So what makes the El Acoustic sound so different and so right for this particular project? They're not for, for everyone, um, but they are, they're certainly the sound I like. I, I've always, when I used to work in a hi-fi shop, I always loved name speakers and, and, and amplification because it was very sort of rhythmic, kind of quite a lot of attack, like a very dynamic live sound if you will it sounded like live music to me um and i used to own sbls and uh, all the fancy power supplies and high-end name stuff and 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 i've always loved that kind of sound and and el acoustics is kind of like that but just bigger because i mean it's designed it, its heritage is filling fields with sound you know so um so they it's a it's a different kind of thing but but essentially it, it just sounds like live music and that's uh, that's what i like about it uh it's got it's just an exciting sound um really dynamic um and, and capable of filling big spaces in in a way that no other sound system that i've ever heard has done what's the design that you have to then go through with when you're working with a brand like they are el acoustics are uh, they're, they're a very process driven company and i think that's what's made them so successful around the world and why they are the leader in live sound they're able to, to kind of map out a room um, using software that they call sound vision um, to be able to sort of predict the, the the spl levels across the space and that's part of their process so you, you can't just buy a set of speakers off them and uh and and go plug it in it has to be designed and and that helps them achieve you know the performance that they do because they take that approach mm. so every every system that they sell is is designed specifically for the room to make sure that it can achieve that signature sound they have regardless of the, the space and the shape and size of the room so what was the actual setup that you went for how many speakers what have you got there at one end of the room there's a, a surround sound system there's a, a a lot of bass a lot of subwoofers um and then and then it's a a, a normal kind of dolby atmos 9.1.4 surround sound setup 
the speakers we've used behind the screen are, are, are what they call their sievers, which are a, a, a sort of very tall, elegant looking speaker, um, but capable of playing at exceptionally high SPL um, and filling a really big space and throwing the sound a long way. And because it's a very long room, that worked, that worked really well, because not only does it sound great when you're sat in the in the listening position in the main surround sound seating position it also sounds great across the whole space and then at the other end of the room uh we've got actually the, the kind of speakers that you would find in a medium-sized venue um like a a nightclub basically from their a series speakers so l acoustic kind of they have essentially three kind of levels of speaker they have short throw medium throw and long throw Short throw being the stuff that you you know you're listening to in a typical size living space, uh, medium throw or, or if you like the front row of a of a concert. So the speakers that we've got here in our cinema room, in fact, and that we have in in this project, lots of them, um, known as their X four Eyes, are exactly the same speakers that they have that you hear when you go to the front row of the Hollywood Bowl. The Hollywood Bowl is an L acoustic sound system permanent installation there. Um, and they have, yeah, these X4 eyes, which are tiny, tiny little speakers, actually quite easy to integrate into an interior because they're, they're pretty, pretty neat looking. Literally, the, the same sound that you get at the front row of the Hollywood Bowl is what you get in this in this guy's house or in our in our cinema room here. Presumably, they have parties in there because they want a lot of noise. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's it. They're fun party people, you know. They're, that's why they want that 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 kind of experience in there, or to be able to create that kind of experience with them and their friends and their family in their home. One of the the engineers from Acoustics who came to help us tune and calibrate the system, he's travelled all over the world, hearing all kinds of amazing sound systems and all kinds of amazing spaces, and he said it's the best sounding room he's ever heard. I spent quite a lot like late, late evenings there just just listening to music while while I was kind of getting the system ready and working out a few kinks in the system. I don't normally go out on site that much these days, but with this one, I, I was quite happy to be there, just uh, just putting it through its paces. And I do remember this this feeling of real sadness as I left the house. It sounds ridiculous, but I, I, I always thought when I got back in the car and I got a pretty decent stereo in my car, and I was listening to music on the way back and I just felt this sort of sadness that I wasn't going to be able to experience that again for a while. And um, it was um, it was quite hard to, quite sort of poignant and quite hard to describe, but it was, it was I remember it distinctly. Um, he's, he's a very, very lucky man to have something like that in his home for him to enjoy whenever he wants. It's amazing. You talked about the, the compromise scenario of sometimes golf simulators don't really work with home cinema. How did you overcome that particular issue with this project there's various challenges the the first one was the the video side of things so you know if you're whacking a dirty golf ball at a screen over and over and over again and then you try and project an image onto it it doesn't doesn't look so good so um first thing we wanted to do is to, to make sure that we had a separate projection screen so but then of course when you put two screens or really three or four layers of fabric in, in front of a speaker, you really affect the performance of the speaker as well. So we had to do a fair bit of work trying to make sure that we, we chose screen materials, both for the golf and for, for, the, for the screen itself, that were gonna 
I mean, it, it does affect the performance, but we want to keep it to a minimum. We want to make sure that we we tune that out to a, as much as we can when we're when we're calibrating the system. So there's that that side of it um, needed some some careful design, and then also actually just fitting a drop down projector screen to drop in front of the golf screen into the the fabric of the building, and we had to install three different steels across the room. Um, one was to mount the, the drop-down projector screen too, because there was nothing, because the ceiling was all open. There was, you know, a big pit pitched roof. There was nothing to mount the projector screen to, um, or, you know, or the, 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 essentially, you know, the, the sort of roller blind part of the, of the projector screen. I forget what the case is called now. Maybe it's just a case. Maybe that's just all it is. But, um, anyway, so we had to mount that somewhere. So we had to get a steel put in for that and we had to get another steel put in for the because we decided to opt for two projectors in the end so the a normal sort of one and a half times width of screen throw cinema projector wasn't ideal for for golf because when you stood there your head gets in the way of the projected image um and and it's not it's not a major deal lots of golf simulators have that issue but we wanted to not have that. And the client was driven to make the room as perfect as he could. So he saw the value in installing a separate um, short throw, high brightness projector for the golf simulator, which was set up to project four by three. Um, and, um, and with an ultra short throw lens. Uh, and that also meant that if he is having a, a party in the room, we can use the short throw projector to, to project um, video art or an old black and white movie or something cool on the screen. Um, so it's not just a white square at the end of the room. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, video art or so, uh, so that, that works really well. And then we've got a sort of more ordinary Sony projector doing the, the cinema side of things. And that's on another steel beam. Um, sort of slightly further back in the room. And how many seats in that cinema? How big is it? Well, there are no seats as such in, in the classic sort of cinema media room style. They're very kind of casual. The wife uh, is an interior designer and, and a fantastic one at that. And she had quite a strong dislike for kind of classic cinema seats. And the other thing is, because it's a golf simulator, you need to be able to easily move them out of the way when you want to play golf. And so what we've got is a, they are they are a sofa of sorts, but uh, they're, they're sort of unusual looking but they're actually really comfy and they do work well in the room and they are easy to move around you can see i think from memory there's maybe six or eight people in there quite comfortably and then there's some bean bags around as well uh because they're you know they've got young young kids so um when they want to cram lots of kids in there they can they can get those out too you also had a few issues with the uh, light into that room i hear there are some big windows in the room, one one spectacular huge corner window. Um, so we used Lutron blinds. We used those throughout and it worked really well um, as they always do. We used side channels to completely black out the room and, and neatly integrate that into the, the, the side of the windows, which is always fun to do but we had the help of an amazing builder the builder on the job was just fantastic um, and and these guys on site were were a joy to work with and they really relished the challenge i think for them as well it was something a bit out of the ordinary they don't get to do the kind of stuff they did 
and they i've got to give huge credit to them for just being so great to work with they were absolutely fantastic and we totally couldn't have done the room without them so you said that the interior designer had a few ideas that uh, helped improve what you were offering what sort of things are you talking about yeah so right at the beginning we 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 knew we wanted this kind of golf simulator media room at the end of it and we wanted a bar as well and we wanted some dj decks in there too so there is there's all this sort of stuff we had to cram in there and i had this idea of um that you quite often see in a media room with a, a sort of a bar section at the back of the room behind the seats and i thought that we could have bar stalls on one side of it sort of but but then they could also within that bar we could have a, a lift off lid that had some DJ decks within it um, that you could stand around the other side facing the bigger part of the room and do your DJing stuff. And I thought that was quite a good idea. But the the, the wife said, that's a little bit too um, sort of bloke for my liking, you know, she, and, uh, and she didn't think it was cool enough. And frankly, she, she is a much cooler lady than I am. I'm, you know, an AV nerd ultimately. So, uh, she uh so we we went with her decision in the end and and what we ended doing up doing after lots of iteration i mean we did so many sketch up models and um and and cad drawings oh my god we did so many drawings for this room uh more more than any other project i've ever done um but it was all fun and and the clients were fantastic about paying us for it all they were they were just they were just brilliant um, so so good to work with. In the end, we ended up building a separate kind of U-shaped bar at the side, and then we built the DJ decks into a desk. You would never guess there were DJ decks in there. Looking at it, we had all that custom built, and, and now the whole the whole thing just works really well. Uh, m much better than my original idea, quite frankly. So, but it was a teamwork thing, you know. One other thing that I'm interested in is the acoustic treatments you put in, because obviously playing music very loud to get a live sound, it's not just, you know, turn it up to 11, you've got to treat the room properly, haven't you? Yeah, so the wife, who was to say was also the interior designer, took on what we had to say on that. Uh, and, and she was certainly influenced by the husband as well. He was very keen. He understood that the acoustics were important because the original plan for the room was just to have a wooden floor, wooden clad walls, and a wooden ceiling as well with glass windows. Yeah, it, we, anyone who knows anything about acoustics knows that's going to be terrible. So we, we actually went to an acoustician um, and had the, the room modeled in some software called Odeon, uh, which allowed us to predict what the room was going to sound like if we didn't do any treatment. So we did a couple of different versions for them. So we said, if you do what you want to do, it will sound like this, which is basically it would have sounded like a swimming pool. You know, it would have it would have been uh, bad. Mm. Um, and, and if we do this, we can make it sound like this. And if we do this, we can make it sound like this. And in the end, the compromise was that, that she, she wasn't prepared to budge on on the flooring um, and the walls. They, they all had to remain wood. We did put some treatment behind the wood um, because the, the wood was kind of layered on top of um, block work. We didn't want that kind of ringing that you get if the if there's nothing behind there to, to, to sort of suck up the sound. So we had some rock wall in between those two layers. 
but really it was the ceiling was the main thing that that, that gave us that absorption to be able to, to bring the room under control. Um, and we also added a, a significant number of bass traps as well, tuned bass traps, um, to try and bring the, the low frequencies under control as well. So, the, so in the end, the room, the ceiling ended up being fabric, and that was all hand stitched by a, a very fabulous lady who uh, who did pretty much the whole thing herself. It was it was something to behold, actually. It's just, it worked great in the end, and um, but but all the you know all these various people all had their own interests, and and we're all trying to get what they want and and i think we all ended up doing that in the end and what about the control side of things how is it all operated and controlled everything is controlled through control four it's basically sort of set up as a, as a series of rooms within a room in the in the world of control four and we've done a few bits of clever clever programming to make it so that he can he's just got a, a, a button on the wall on an engraved button on the lutron keypad that just puts it into party mode and just sets all the speakers in the room to the same source and, and starts playing Spotify so that when he, he's come in, you know, he might have had dinner in the house with his mates and comes over to the party room and just wants to just mash a button without fanning around with his phone for hours on end just to make it easy. So there's 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 lots of stuff we did like that to make it easy. But one of the biggest challenges was the the issue of delays within the room because we had four zones of audio within the room, three of which are just ordinary stereo zones one of which is the surround sound zone. And when we were designing it, um, I thought, well, that's fine. We'll just put the surround sound amplifier into direct mode and, and that'll, that'll sort that out. We won't have any delay issues. But what we hadn't realized was that um, the processes that we were using on the project didn't actually have a direct mode. Uh, <laughs> so uh, whereas, you know, your, your kind of bog standard Denon and Yamahas and all that kind of thing do have this mode that just basically cuts out any processing and, and, and doesn't add any latency to the sound. When, it's, when the speakers are all in the same room, you only need a few milliseconds of latency to really screw it up. So we had a, a lot of fun and games trying to iron that out uh, and, and maintain lip sync as well across all the various screens in the room and to get that delay. And in the end, we ended up reading the surround sound mode from the storm processor, which would change on the fly, depending on the content you were watching. So if you're watching a sky sky program on BBC one, and it was coming through in PCM stereo, and then you change over to a, something on sky sports and it was in Dolby digital plus Dolby Atmos, those two processing times would have a different latency so you couldn't just set the rest of the room to match the latency from the storm processor because it would change depending on what content you were watching so for hours and hours that absolutely drove us all around the bend in the end yeah what we decided to do is just to read what the processor was doing and then apply the right amount of latency based on us listening to the room and seeing what sounded right so we managed to kind of engineer the problem away in the end but it was um it was not fun but then also because the client's really into his music as well if you're playing a guitar or singing you can't have any latency at all in fact about 12 milliseconds is about the, the maximum latency that that a, that a live musician can put up with so the storm processor was adding significantly more than that um so that problem has yet to be addressed. And we're looking at a couple of ways of doing that at the moment so that he can, at the moment, if he wants to use his guitar, he can only play it through the stereo speakers in the room. Because if you add the surround sound system in, it adds latency and starts screwing up the sound. So Storm 
um, fabulous bunch of guys that they are, are actually working on a custom, um, or well, not custom, but they're adding into their next firmware release, a low latency mode, which is pretty awesome. So that we're hoping Q1 will, will fix the problem. But this, this is custom install, right? This is what we do, you know, just figuring out all these kind of weird little edge cases. <laughs> to... There's no standard solution, right? No, no, no. no that's why they pay us all that money, right? <laughs> right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I believe so. And overall, how would you describe the installation process? Well, it was just fun. I just had a, there were, you know, a few, few sort of frustrating moments as there are on any project. But overall, I just loved it. And I do, I love what I do. I, I enjoy going to work every day. Um, I, I really can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing, maybe a Formula One driver or an astronaut or something. But um, it, it's just it's just a great way to earn a living, isn't it? You know, I mean, we're playing with the best gadgets that money can buy and the nicest houses that, that, that have ever built. They're some of the most interesting people you ever meet. And it's, it's great. What are you most proud of with the installation? I think the sound. I mean, the room looks cool, but I, I can't really... I can't really have too much to do with that. Um, it, it is a it's a very very cool room, but yeah, the sounds the sounds the best thing. It just sounds absolutely immense. I mean, I literally I've I've heard some pretty awesome sound systems over the years, but this is just off the charts. It really is. It, it, you you can't you can't describe it. You you just need to hear it. What if it makes somebody like you feel emotional when leaving? It's yeah, yeah, saying yeah, something, exactly. right? yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, so many times a client would just text me at two in the morning, send me a WhatsApp video of, um, you know, people like people having fun in the room and, and just, he, he would just text me and going, oh my God, these speakers are absolutely bananas. Like he just over and over and over again, just every time he went in there, he just text me and tell me how good they are. <laughs> you know, it's, it's great receiving messages like that. It certainly beats the ones where they say my Skybox isn't working. So. <laughs> certainly does and i guess you learn something on every project what did you learn from this one? Oh, crikey well, we learned loads i mean we learned a lot about golf simulators this is something we're, we're actually going to sort of get more into we learned a lot about acoustics as well just working with a, a proper full-time acoustic consultant on the project was pretty eye-opening and, and interesting we learned that some of my ideas aren't as cool as i think they are <laughs> <laughs> we learned how to make a picture frame tv disappear into the wall with a really thin frame that was i mean there was a, there was so much you know we learned all about dj decks which i didn't really know a lot about um i had a rough idea how they worked but we learned about that we learned about you know latency for live audio um you know there's there, there it's never ending and, and and this room was just one part of a, a very large project with lots of other places in it um that we're still finishing off at the moment i mean one of the other things with the house out in the country the power is pretty iffy it, it, it's not great at all I and mean, we've got ups's on on all of our kind of key equipment but nevertheless you know his power might go out for two three hours at a time and the ups isn't going to get you through that so we're now installing for him a, a whole home ups which is pretty cool as well as generator there's also a like the biggest battery you've ever seen going in it will mean that if there is a power cut he just won't notice he just he just carries on chilling listening to music doing whatever he's doing and how did you feel about this project winning not just best media room in the cda emea awards but best global media room so the best of the best from america asia pacific and emea 
Yeah, I, I'm still sort of wondering if someone made a mistake somewhere, actually. <laughs> but, um, I can't quite believe it. It's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I, I knew it was a, an awesome project and having done some judging in the past for the Cedar Awards, I, I knew the standards. I knew it was going to have to be good um, to win. And I, I was hopeful that we might win the European one. But crikey, to, to win the world one was just... Um, off the charts good excellent well thanks for your time today james it's been brilliant listening to you yeah congratulations on the the multi-award winning project thanks very much jeff thanks so much james for talking us through this exceptional media room a great project and a deserving award winner if you enjoyed this show, then please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Integrated HomePod, Twitter at IntHomePod, and Facebook and LinkedIn at the Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony, and distributed by Meridian. We are a Wildwood production. The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.